The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. You are now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, health heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Heroes Show. Today in the house, I have Joel Hirschhorn. And Joel is a very interesting gentleman. I'm so excited to have you on today, brother. Thanks for being here. I appreciate the opportunity, really. Yeah, this is awesome. So Joe's going to go into his background. Um, We're going to be talking about... um, well, first off, your background, you were a, a professor and you directed uh, a lot of health research at a university. You worked in, for U.S. Congress for a long time and then also the National Governors, Governors Association, um, public policy, doing toxic waste, cleanup sites. And you did this, you've been doing this work for 40 years. So you've really been around health and health research and public policy around health for a long time, especially pandemics. And today, we would literally, guys, this is a very special guest because he's like an insider that's exposing everything on the reality of what's going on today. And today we're going to be talking about also his book, The Pandemic Blunder, Fauci and Public Health Blocked Early Home COVID Treatment and how big of a travesty this is. So we're going to stick around to the end because we're going to give you guys solutions. If you have not heard of these solutions in previous episodes, I have alluded to pretty much most of these, Um, but we want to get it from an insider's point of view um, on public policy. So, Joel, again, thanks for being here. Why don't we just jump into it? Why don't you just give these folks a little bit about your background so they can see. This guy's 81 years old. He's very direct. (laughs) He ain't messing around. He's taking a lot of vitamins, so he's he's pretty healthy. Um, (laughs) For those of you that are listening, you can't see us on YouTube or, or other video platforms. Um, so yeah, Joel, tell us about how did you become a professor and what were you doing there and just kind of walk us through your career? Yeah, the early part of my career, I was a full professor at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And one of the big things I did, the, I created a research program between the medical school and the College of Engineering. And I worked with orthopedic surgeons uh, to develop alternative materials for surgical orthopedic implants, particularly hip hip, new hip devices, okay? And eventually all that research actually is being used today, uh, many decades later in terms of orthopedic materials. And I heard the other day, dental materials. So it was a great research program, but I got tired of being a professor and uh, I wanted to work in uh, the public policy arena. And I got a senior position with the Congressional Office of Technology Assessment, a nonpartisan uh, group that no longer exists, actually. But uh, what I did there primarily was work with toxic waste, hazardous waste, and the health-related issues around the country, people living near toxic waste sites particularly. And I, I worked on actual toxic waste sites, helping communities at the request of senators and congressmen all over the country. And people were uh, literally dying uh, from exposure to terrible things like dioxin because they were living very close to uh, toxic waste sites or incinerators or landfills, okay? 
And uh, after working for the U.S. Congress, and I testified over 50 times at Senate and House hearings, because I was viewed as a really trusted expert on a lot of these uh, health-related toxic waste issues. Uh, so they, they love me as, uh, these days, uh, it's not so easy to get and, uh, you know, experts that, that are not lobbyists and are not working for vested interest. But when I was there, it was, uh, it was possible. I, after that, I worked for the National Governors Association, uh, running part of the organization. And again, I was able to work on health-related issues, uh, sometimes toxic waste-related, uh, sometimes related to the uh, design of communities and how uh, sprawl was killing people. Uh, what, what was, oh, you mean sprawl, the suburban sprawl? Okay. That was a big issue at the time. Can you explain um, that for, for uh, people? Because people, you know, we created this culture of where people don't walk, a uh, very automobile dependent culture. Uh, and I got into the health effects of uh, people living in suburban sprawl. And I actually wrote a book, uh, and the title of the book is Sprawl Kills. And it was based on that work I did for the National Governors Association. Uh, after I retired, uh, I have also worked uh, very intensely in the, in the health field. I've actually been an executive volunteer at a major Johns Hopkins hospital for over 10 years, where I'm an advocate for, for patients and uh, work with the administration and management of the hospital uh, to promote uh, better patient care. And I've actually worked in nursing homes. Uh, I got credentialed as a, as a nursing home ombudsman for the state of Maryland. And so a lot of health-related experience, uh, particularly since I retired the last 10 years or so. And then when the pandemic began, uh, of course, I, I, I was always able to read the medical literature. Uh, unlike a lot of people you see on television, I have enough science and medical background that I can read the real articles being published by physicians and researchers. And when the pandemic began, I got uh, started to read all the data, got involved in uh, a few organizations, uh, America's Frontline Doctors and the uh, Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. And what became obvious to me is something was wrong with the way the government was managing the pandemic. And uh, I started to write articles for a number of months, probably after the first three or four months of the pandemic. I started to do research on the pandemic, and I started to write articles on a number of websites. And it became clearer and clearer to me that there was massive scandal, in a sense, mismanagement of the pandemic. And, uh, and so that eventually led to me writing you know, my book, uh, Pandemic Blunder. Uh, because I, my goal has always been in writing articles and the book is to get better information about how people can protect their lives in this pandemic. They're not getting good information in terms of the mainstream leftist media at all. All they're getting is a lot of negative information and a lot of propaganda. So I want to get people better information. And the biggest you know, positive information is that since March of 2020, we've actually had a cure for COVID-19. And that cure was developed first in France and then developed more in the US 
by some very smart, courageous uh, physicians. Uh, one of them is Dr. Zelenko, uh, who uh, was a community, he still is a community physician in New York, outside New York City. And uh, he wrote the forward for my book. Uh, he basically took what the uh, French researchers had done and improved on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he created what people kept referring to eventually as the Zelenko protocol. And then other doctors quickly came along using his protocol and then creating variations on it. So it's been a very interesting year with a lot of, and and what Zelenko did, I want to emphasize, he was working with a lot of uh, elderly uh, people in his New York community, and they got really seriously ill with COVID. And he learned that if he acted very quickly with his protocol, he cured these people. And, and what that meant was he kept his patients out of the hospital and they didn't die. I don't think any of his patients ever died. And I don't think any of them ever, ever ended up in a hospital. His goal as a physician was to act quickly. And he learned that he had, had to act within the first three, four, five, six days of a person getting uh, COVID-19 symptoms or a positive test. And if he acted quickly enough, he could knock out the virus from these people so they would be, got better, didn't require hospitalization, and they certainly didn't die, okay? So we, we ha- that's my positive message in my book that we, we have to, and we're not getting it across to most of um, Americans. Most Americans don't know that we've had a bunch of doctors and beyond Zelenko, there's a lot of other doctors around the country who've been using these protocols to cure people uh, of this of this virus, okay? That information has, has been suppressed. I wanna emphasize that. Information has been suppressed, hidden, blocked by the mainstream media and the government. And, and Dr. Fauci at the National Institutes of Health, a very powerful man, uh, you know, I've worked in Washington and worked in the political and public policy arena for a long time. And I know a powerful person when I see one. And Fauci is the most powerful bureaucrat ever employed in the federal government, I would say. He's also, by the way, the, the, the highest paid employee in the federal government, making more money than uh, a higher salary than the president of the United States. And he also makes money. People give him money. It's one of these hidden stories. Uh, one entity in the U.S. gave him half a million dollars. Uh, a month or so ago, an entity in Israel gave him a million dollars. So, you know, he has been made out to be this hero of the pandemic by the media. In my view, he's no hero. People who read my book will see that he is basically, I call him an evil person because he blocked the use of these cures for COVID that, that Dr. Zelenko and others uh, created and used, have still using them successfully, I wanna emphasize. The problem yeah. is that only about maybe a dozen or so doctors in the United States are using these protocols because again, the government has established formally blocks impediments to using these protocols. So you're going against what the government says, what what NIH and FDA say, 
they say, don't use these protocols. Don't use these, these generic drugs that uh, these protocols were mostly based on. Hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin are two of the dominant cheap generic drugs. But so there's something, there's a scandal going on here. The real scandal is that the public doesn't know that they've been, you know, uh, blocked from using their normal doctors will not prescribe any of these protocols. Now, there is a protocol which I advocate in my book. I believe in vitamins and supplements. And there's a protocol so that you don't need any drug that requires a prescription. It's a protocol that uh, I and many others, a lot of doctors, have learned works. And that's a protocol based on uh, two supplements, uh, zinc and quercetin, and vitamin D and vitamin C. And those four together is, is, a pro, is, is a combination, what we call a cocktail, that people can take on their own at home if they think they're getting any symptoms of COVID or if they want to use it as a preventive uh, approach, as what we call a prophylactic approach. That's the best thing. And, and by the way, these this kind of supplement vitamin protocol or cocktail is an alternative to vaccines. I mean, you, you, you get Fauci. The whole thing about Fauci is, is really a little crazy because the first thing I talk about in my book was that in the entire history of medicine, what did, what did doctors always learn to do? Act quickly. If you have a patient who has any kind of sickness, illness, or disease, the, the chief moral imperative of a doctor is to act as quickly as possible. So isn't it interesting that these doctors like Dr. Zelenko developed these protocols and what they call cocktails and to give them as soon as possible to people inflicted with COVID-19 and these cocktails and protocols work successfully. But Fauci, the way he approached management of the pandemic was to skip over the acting quickly to keep people out of hospitals. So when you look at what Fauci advocated as quote, this hero and great expert, he, he started to advocate expensive medicines for people in the hospital he also mostly advocated what we call contagion controls that people have learned to hate. The lockdowns, okay, the lockdowns, the school closings, the ma mandating of ma wearing masks. These contagion controls were really advocated and pushed by Fauci and expensive drugs for hospitalized patients. And then he quickly moved after a few months of the beginning of the pandemic, he, and I must say, he convinced Trump to do what seemed like the right thing and to pour a lot of money into creating vaccines to deal with this, this pandemic. Now we can, if you want, talk about my views on the vaccines, but, uh, cause I have uh, some views on, on the use of these vaccines, by the way, which should always be called experimental vaccines because they have not been FDA approved. They are all being used under what they call an emergency use authorization. 
So it's kind of interesting that they are not FDA approved. People ought to know that they are experimental vaccines. And what's so interesting when you go back the way Fauci condemned the use of hydroxychloroquine once President Trump went public that he was taking it. By the way, the hidden story here is why did President Trump take hydroxychloroquine? It was because Dr. Zelenko and a few other good doctors got access to the White House and they showed the White House their data that they were curing their patients with COVID, okay? And the White House doctors saw the data and that's why Trump ended up taking hydroxychloroquine. Now, why he went public with it. Unfortunately, when he went public with it, it created a backlash from the media and from Fauci and, and they just didn't go after Trump they started to create a long-lasting attack on hydroxychloroquine, which was really terrible. There was no reason to condemn the use of hydroxychloroquine. It was FDA approved, it was safe. It had been used for like 50 or 60 years. Uh, People all over the world had been taking hydroxychloroquine uh, because it was the most effective uh, drug against malaria. And so for, 50 or 60 years, hydroxychloroquine was safely used, broadly used everywhere. And, uh, but nevertheless, Fauci took a position against hydroxychloroquine. The government officially took a position against it. Okay, so that it made it very difficult for doctors to prescribe uh, hydroxychloroquine. And, and although some, many doctors did and still do, they would, they, some of the doctors were facing problems with state agencies because they were going against Fauci's NIH guidance on what could be used uh, to treat uh, COVID-19. So that's sort of a big picture of you. I mean, I can talk endlessly about uh, why I think Fauci is guilty of, uh, of, of, uh, of, of a terrible thing that over 300,000 people, way over 300,000 people, have died needlessly from COVID-19. They should not have died. If they would have been given one of those uh, cocktails of protocols that Zelenko and others created early on, they never would have ended up in hospitals and they wouldn't have died, okay? We, that's the positive story, that over, since March of 2020, we've actually had a cure, cheap cure, now, you always, uh, since I worked in the political world a long time, you learn that axiom, always follow the money. <laughs> so yeah. when you understand follow the money, then you understand that Fauci had a long history of working very, very closely with big drug companies. It started with his work a long time ago on AIDS. So he's had a very close relationship with big drug companies. Yeah, well, let's let's break this down a little bit because <clears throat> first off, over here at Chemical Free Body and our show here at the Health Hero Show, we're all about plugging back into nature, right? Yeah. So things you could do at home, right? Um, I work with a little bit with Dr. Shiva Ayaduri. I like what he's doing. He's one of the top immune system experts in the world, and you know, from an engineering standpoint, and we know that things like vitamin A from green leafy vegetables 
Very good for protecting and building up your cell walls so viruses have a hard time getting in, right? Yes. Um, Number two, vitamin C is like a shock absorber to the immune system. It helps balance and make everything nice. Um, Vitamin D, vitamin D3 is like, it's, it's not actually a vitamin. We get it from the sun. You can supplement with it, but it's like a, um, it's a hormone, but it it works like a a machine gun shooting the holes in the virus, literally. And then what you brought up with was zinc, which is very important. The problem with zinc is, is you got to get zinc into our cells so that the zinc can stop the virus from replicating. That's what the zinc does. So you're, you were saying, just get quercetin. Absolutely. If you take quercetin with zinc, that's the key. They work together. Yes. Quercetin transports the zinc into the cell. So if any yes. of the, if you're taking vitamin A and you're building up your cell wall and you've got the vitamin C, the shock absorber and, and all that stuff going on. And, and then you have vitamin D shooting holes in the viruses, but still some of them slipped into the cell. If you've got zinc inside the cell, it will stop the virus from replicating and you're good. But did you did you notice the spin on hydroxychloroquine? Like hydroxychloroquine doesn't work, and they they rushed and they had all these tests done. They they did these clinical trials, but they didn't put zinc with it. Well, of course Absolutely. they didn't. Or they or they put the wrong amounts. Yes, exactly. And like it doesn't work. Look at these studies. Those studies had to be retracted. It was like yes. I think it was the first time in history. Like it was the Lancet, I believe, a two, in two major places. publication. Yes. and they had to retract because. They finally were like, where's the data? And they weren't able to give them any data. It was just some BS bullshit that they made up. Absolutely. Two of the biggest journals, not only Lancet, the New England Journal of Medicine, same thing. They had to retract those negative articles about hydroxy. But the media never stopped the attack. Okay. No, they, they, they never did stop. And the other thing was, Joel, is that the problem with the hydroxychloroquine was, number one, the long, people have to understand the long-term play here is to get everybody vaccinated and sell vaccines because people don't realize that pharmaceutical companies' profits are going down. Their drugs, it's very expensive. It takes billions of dollars and five to 15 years to get these things approved. They're running out of chemicals. They're running approvals. But what is easy to sell and very profitable is vaccines. So they're going to be selling us, like you said, follow the money, sell the vaccines. They create the problem and then they have the supposedly the solution for you, but the solution is worse than the problem itself. And hydroxychloroquine being a pharmaceutical drug, but the problem is it's too old, it's expired, they have no patent on it, and it's generic now, and it's cheap, right? Very cheap. But you don't even need hydroxychloroquine. You can just use quercetin. It's over the counter. <laughs> you know, it's I've been, silly. I've been, using, I've been using the quercetin and the zinc and the vitamins for many months now, okay? Uh, and I, my wife does it, and I, and I tell everyone I can get a hold of. This is a, a simple home approach that you can use. Now, still, a lot of people may want to uh, use uh, hydroxychloroquine or the newer version, a newer generic ivermectin. That's up to them. You know, I, people shouldn't. You know, there's a thing called medical freedom, <laughs> and I like the term because what's happened in this pandemic. We have killed medical freedom. What that means is doctors should have always had the right to do what's best for their patients. Okay, that's what medical freedom is all about. And what about this? What about the patients doing whatever the hell they want to yes. do with their own body? That's that's part of medical freedom too. Absolutely, you choose 
you know, your physician, but you choose what to accept from your physician's advice, okay? Uh, and that's, you know, I, as I say, I've been working in a hospital for over 10 years. Uh, I deal with this situation all the time. I'm an advocate for, for hospitalized patients. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did the same thing for people in nursing homes. So I agree. Uh, this is all about freedom. And what annoys me, what really angers me about this pandemic is that we've, we've taken away our constitutional freedoms and liberties because of the of, of what the government has done and you know forcing people to wear masks forcing that you know forcing the closings of yeah. a lot of uh, our economy this is crazy i can tell you i mean i follow the research very closely and i want to say unequivocally that there is a massive amount of credible scientific medical research that says masking does not work lockdowns do not work. They do not really combat effectively the pandemic. So, but we still have the government. Why does the government keep trying to force people to do things that doesn't- Follow the money. No, and also- Follow the money, buddy. And the other phrase that that you also have to pay attention to is every time you hear experts and Fauci use the term, follow the science you know you're in trouble. When these people invoke follow the science, I can guarantee you that 99% of the time, they're not following the science. And that goes for governors and all kinds of local and and state officials. They're not following the science. And that's the other really big scandal here is that we have not been following the science because the science told us that we had these cures for COVID-19 Okay, either the generic drugs or the vitamin supplement approach that that we like. Uh, so you know, it, it's really not following the science. And, well, and- let, let's take a quick break, Joel. And when we get back, we'll get more into following the science, everything about COVID. We'll keep giving you guys some more. Uh, we'll go through these home remedies. We'll go through some stuff that if it gets really bad, things that your doctor can do in the hospital. We'll be right back. Humans only use 10% of the brain, and that can't change no matter how much we try. But you don't need to limit your body to the same standards. Bring your cells to 100% with Green 85 Juice Formula. Replace 85% of nutrients your body needs to function to the next level. Our chemical-free juice formula is 100% organic, contains no stimulants, and is made right here in the USA. Visit ChemicalFreeBody.com and get Green 85 shipped right to your door. ChemicalFreeBody.com What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with my special guest, Joel Hirschhorn. This guy has been um, in health research, public policy for over 40 years at some of the, at the highest levels. He's testified over 50 times um, in the government, and um, he knows the inside scoop about what's going on. He knows how to read scientific papers. So, Joel, we've been talking about COVID. We've been talking about your book, The Pandemic Blunder, Fauci and Public Health Blocked by Early Home COVID Treatments. So let's get into this, this medical freedom thing. So at home, here's, here's, here's what you can do at home to boost your immune system, to protect you, and so you don't have to worry about this. Number one is vitamin A. You can supplement with that, or you can eat a lot of green leafy, fresh vegetables, sprouts, this kind of stuff. Vitamin C, that's another one you can supplement with. Vitamin D, getting outside, getting sunshine, which is exactly the opposite of lockdowns. Silly. They're lowering yes. your immune system and fear, 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 and stress, which lowers your immune system. Makes you more susceptible to everything, not just COVID. So vitamin D3, 
um, from sunshine and supplementation. Um, the big one is quercetin and zinc. So quercetin can transport the zinc into the cell, stop the virus from replicating, very powerful. Or you can do hydroxychloroquine or the newer one, ivermectin and zinc. Both of those have to be paired with zinc because the hydroxychloroquine and the ivermectin also transport the zinc into the cell. Those are drugs. I prefer to do the quercetin because it's not synthetic. Yes. Um, and the interesting thing is, is that you can get ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine over the counter in other countries. Oh, yes. Just not in the U.S. So they blocked it. So as soon as President Trump came out and said, I used hydroxychloroquine and zinc, they're like, oh, it can't work. They flubbed up a bunch of uh, papers. They had to retract them in the New York England Journal of Medicine and in the in the Lancet to show you. And because the end game is they want to sell vaccines, right? Yes. Um, you know, they were even pushing, I, I saw him push remdesivir a little bit because that one's yes. like a $3,000 drug. 5,000. <laughs> it wasn't even as, it wasn't even as effective. And if like Dr. Shiva said, one thing happened, it wouldn't work. Like one little mutation, it wouldn't work. Whereas ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine with zinc still would work. But again, those are synthetics. They will work. Those are over the counter. Now let's talk about if you're in the hospital, you know, what were doctors giving? I know that Dr. Um, uh, uh, who was it? Um, I had it right here. Oh, lost my notes. I had it. Uh, Dr. Richard Bartlett. I can do it by memory here. Um, he was using budesonide in zinc. And it's another really old school um, drug that had been around for a long time. In fact, I think I wrote it down here. Also, we had Dr. Joseph Verone. Um, this was a long time ago, guys, back when it started, originally started. He treated 40 patients successfully with perfect recovery rate out of Houston, Texas. Um, also, the chief of medicine of the United Memorial Medical Center, Dr. Anthony Cardillo, an ER specialist and CEO. Oh, excuse me. Dr. Joseph Verone was the chief of medicine at the United Memorial Center. He was on the local news. And again, 40 patients treated perfectly now we've got Dr. Anthony Cardillo. He was an ER specialist and CEO of Mend Urgent Care. He was on ABC News. Every patient was symptom-free in eight to 12 hours, same as the French study um, and other studies worldwide. You must take it, the hydroxychloroquine with zinc. That was the big takeaway. The yes. studies were used without zinc and they were saying it didn't work. Well, of course it didn't work. The whole point was it was the drug was used to get the zinc in the cell so that the zinc could stop the virus from replicating. This is like one plus one is two. This isn't complicated. Of course, it's not going to work without the zinc. <laughs> like, it's like trying to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And you don't have the jelly. Here's your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Well, that's a peanut butter sandwich. No, it's not. It's peanut butter and jelly. Where, where, where's the jelly? Right. It's not in there. Right. So um, I had, um, man, I had some, oh yeah, Dr. Richard Bartlett, the inhaled steroid budesonide. Why wasn't it promoted? Well, number one, it was a generic drug. You could pay 200 bucks for it, cash, or your insurance would cover it. So there's not a lot of money in it. Follow the money. It was used, a drug used to treat asthma. It reduces inflammation. Now, yes. here was something that was interesting. At that time, this was July 13th of 2020, 24 million people in Taiwan, seven people died of COVID. That's it. 121 million people in Japan. And these people are, Japan's on an island. Like they're, they can't social distance, only a thousand deaths and 5.6 million in Singapore, 12 dead. So if we add this up, we've got about 150 million people exposed to COVID and we've got a thousand and fifteen deaths. What were they doing over there? 
They were using an inhaled steroid with nebulizer like the budesonide with zinc, right? And this is a drug that's been, you know, 100% cure rate when caught early, used on babies and elderly in nursing homes for years. So what you're telling me is that all this stuff is, um, you know, the natural stuff, people, oh, that can't work. It's natural, right? Well, your body's natural, so why wouldn't it work? We have major deficiencies here. Think about it. Go look it up. Scurvy. What was scurvy? They thought it was the disease. Oh, you got a disease. <laughs> no, you didn't have enough vitamin C. Right. 85% of the nutrition is farmed out of our soil today. We are deficient as a nation. Most people are walking around on 15% octane because it's not in the soil, so it's not in the plants, or it's not in the meat, that the, the animal that ate the plant that you're eating. So we need to boost up our immune system. That's step one. Step two is if you get bad, then you go into the doctor because it was late because maybe they locked you down. You couldn't even see your doctor. Then you go in and you can do some of these other treatments that the doctors are using. And I have right here, I have this printed out. This is from the LA Times. I don't know if you saw this, but um, Dr. Ryan Pageant, um, a 44-year-old healthy man, uh, was treating elderly COVID patients. He got COVID himself. And then um, it got really bad on him. They put him on a ventilator, which is the worst thing to do when your lungs are full of fluid. It kills people 88% of the time. Five days later, his lungs and kidneys were failing. His heart was in trouble, obviously, because of the ventilator. And they used an experimental treatment pioneered in China, used on the sickest of COVID patients. What was it? Well, it was an immunosuppressant drug and high-dose vitamin C IV, right? Right. So these are things that you could do, high-dose vitamin C IVs high amounts of vitamin D, high amounts of vitamin A, get the zinc and stuff in there. These are things that just work, but they've been suppressed. And even the doctors, like you said, the doctors, the American frontline doctors, I saw them where they were on the Supreme Court house steps yes. talking yes. about it. It was going all over Facebook and it all got taken down. It yes. all got taken down so people couldn't see it. These doctors started getting ripped on. I saw this uh, uh, this uh, one doctor, she's... um. She had treated like a guy that was 92 years old with COVID. And they were just like, every doctor got up and said, 100% cure rate, 100% cure rate, 100% cure rate. And they were using simple stuff, everything we just talked about. But yes. that got censored. And now where Absolutely. are we at? Where are we at? We're at 25% unemployment rate. Suicides are through the roof. There's way more suicides happening. They're predicted 800,000 suicides from the lockdowns, people losing their businesses, not feeling worthy. Depression is up. Drug use is up. Alcohol sales is up 300%. And the supply chain delays to the third world countries is estimated um, to kill from the UN said this, that 20 to 30 million people are going to die from starvation from the supply lockdowns from COVID. So I don't personally believe there's 300,000 deaths from COVID. I believe that a lot of that is, um, you know, maybe six to 10% of that is because, um, because those tests are flawed and maybe we can get into that. But um well, the, the actual number today of official uh, COVID-19 deaths is 560,000. Now, I agree that maybe there's 5 or 10% of those deaths that are, are phony. And the reason for that is, is the government pays hospitals more money if they designate a death as a COVID death, okay? So there's an economic incentive perverse for hospitals to declare a death as COVID. And what, what we know scientifically is that a lot of people will die with COVID in their body, but not from COVID, okay? They're dying from, lot, from lots of other things, 
heart problems, all kinds of diseases and illnesses, especially if they're older, okay? So we know that a lot, actually most of the data cannot be trusted, but still out of 560,000 official COVID deaths, I think we still are dealing with some pretty big numbers of COVID deaths. And to get back to your point about sort of natural health and what people can do, uh, there's some wonderful research, by the way, which has been suppressed. It has not gone out into the public domain. I have read it. And what it found was the biggest, what they call comorbidity. What is the biggest health problem that can cause somebody who gets COVID-19 virus to actually get very sick and die? The biggest factor is obesity. And there's not enough talk about, you, you talked about those uh, countries like Taiwan and, and, and Japan. What's the a very big difference between the United States and a lot of these other countries? We have, we are the world's <laughs> worst in terms of high rates of morbid obesity. So it turned out that somebody did this research and they found out that that was the biggest factor if people did a little research on why people were dying from COVID, it was particularly younger people, okay? People you read about in their 30s, 40s, and 50s dying from COVID-19, the odds are in almost all of those cases, these were morbidly obese people, mm. okay? And that's not getting any attention in the mainstream media. But again, I, had, I had on uh, Dr. Scott jensen on my yeah. show he's also senator acting senator of minnesota and he came on i had him come on because he just made a comment that after 30 years of being a, a physician family physician he'd been filling out death certificates for years and all of a sudden with covid they made him they wanted him to change how he was filling out the death certificates yes yes and 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 then if if they even if somebody died of heart disease or pneumonia, they wanted it to be listed as COVID if they if they tested positive for COVID. Now, this is a really important point because the PCR testing is not really even a test. The gentleman, and the, I think there's one or two people that developed that, even yes. said it wasn't even supposed to be used for this. Correct. And what it does, if and you can expand on this, but you just take, you go into the cells and you look and you zoom in. Every time you zoom in, that's a cycle. That's why they say it's, you know, and they're testing it like 40 cycles. And even Fauci himself came out last year and said, after 35 cycles, the test is useless. Okay, well, first off, it's not really a test. Yes, after 35 magnifications or cycles, it is useless because the reality is, is the coronavirus is in all of us 24-7. Everybody has coronavirus. It just depends on and we all have pneumonia and we all have the flu. We have the cold. It's a cold virus. It's a, that's what it is. So we all have it. Everybody's got it. And But if you zoom in enough, you'll find enough of it to say, okay, yes, you've got Corona. But the reality yeah. is, is 98% of people are not going to have any issues with it. No, no symptoms, nothing. That's why the data on the number of cases is, is junk data, basically, because yeah. we know that, that they use the PCR test. And as you say, you're absolutely correct. If people want a positive result for COVID-19, they know how to run the tests. And there's an incentive, a perverse, again, financial incentive for all the uh, state agencies, all the entities doing the testing to get, you know, a lot of positive cases. OK, that keeps up, you know, the, the, the power of the government creates the fear in the public that gives the power to the, the government. So the data on cases is, is really the worst data of all. 
uh, and the data on deaths is probably, yes, somewhat overblown. Uh, so you, you can't trust all the data and you can't trust a lot of people, uh, especially in the media, who love to talk in a very negative way about how bad the situation is. Well, the situation is bad in large measure because of the stupid <laughs> things that we've done or the stupid things that the government has done to block the natural remedies that we've talked about. You know, again, we have a cure. <laughs> you don't have to depend on uh, what they're going to give you in a hospital. That's silly. And you don't have to depend these days. I think it's real questionable uh, on the vaccines, which again, should always be called experimental vaccines. They have not gotten FDA approval. They are being used on an emergency use basis. And so I that's think how they, that's, how they, that's how they get around that approval. They use the emergency use yes. basis to skip through and just do it. And I, somebody sent me a meme a couple of days ago and it was two white lab rats looking at each other. And the one rat said, um, hey, have you gotten the vaccine yet? And then the other rat said, no, they're not done testing on the humans yet. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. You I know, mean, we're laughing about it, but the reality is, is it's scary because what are they putting into you? If anybody's listening here today that is contemplating getting a vaccine or knows somebody that's getting a vaccine, please share this episode with them because the one question to ask yourself is to ask your doctor is what are the ingredients? What's in it? What are the ingredients? My whole, how I got into this whole career and what I'm doing is because I started reading labels and calling companies and researching and finding out what was in my food and the drinks I was buying and the supplements I was taking. And I, you'd be shocked about 95 to 98% of that stuff. Yep. Once you learn what it is, you would not put it in your body anymore. It's nasty. And the other thing is in some of, some of the stuff, they don't even have to put it in the ingredients. But what That's is right. the ingredients in vaccines in general? What, but what's the ingredients in COVID, ask for the sheet on that. Now, here's what your probably common reaction. First off, the doctor's going to get very upset with you. Yes. Why are you questioning me? It's like, you need to do this and da, da, da. And um, they, they could get actually irate. Uh, they could get upset. They could get angry. Why would they do that? Why would they get upset and angry But for just asking, what is it that you're thinking about jabbing into my body? You know, um, one thing that I know, I can't remember which um, brand of vaccine it is, but they're, they're using 14 week old male um, cells from male fetuses, aborted fetuses. So just, you know, as an example, if anybody's Christian, they probably would be going against their values to get that jabbed into them. So, I mean, we really have to pause for a moment and ask what's in this stuff. What's it really doing? Um, Dr. Shiva Ayaduri has broken this stuff down. He's broken down a lot of these. Uh, he's done the analysis on it. And he's like, they're trying to get one approach of the immune system. They're trying to create antibiotics. That's it. The, the, yeah. the, 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 the test or the, excuse me, the inoculation, the vaccine is trying to create antibodies. But he's like, that's like having a whole entire symphony orchestra at your beck and call. And you're only having the violin play. That's it. Your can whole immune system yeah. has so many other factors that you can boost. Go ahead. It's very important for people to understand that if you look at older vaccines in, in our histories, whether it be polio vaccine, there's a lot of great vaccines that have been used successfully, let's say. What's unusual about these new COVID vaccines is that they don't destroy the virus. Older vaccines were designed to actually destroy and kill something that was bad in your body. 
these vaccines are really interesting, the sort of genetic engineering. They're designed to create antibodies, but they don't kill the virus. So you, you can still have COVID-19 virus in your body. You can still transmit it to other people, even though you've been vaccinated, okay? So these vaccines are really interesting scientifically because there's something new and novel about what they do. And here's the problem. Why are some people now getting some serious uh, bad reactions and side effects to the vaccines? I'll tell you what they will eventually show because I'm in contact with a lot of doctors who do research in this area. And what's happening is they're giving vaccines to people who already have immunity. They already have antibodies in, in their body, okay? Because either because they're young and they have natural immunity or because they actually got exposed to the COVID-19 virus, but they were asymptomatic or had mild symptoms, never took it seriously. But there are over probably 100 million Americans who have these antibodies. Now, the question is, why would you give a vaccine to create more antibodies to people who already have a healthy amount of antibodies <laughs> in their system so they don't have to worry? And I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now from all the research and, and things that I've seen, this is why some people are having blood clotting problems and serious problems because they're getting this, this crazy thing happening in their body where the vaccine is trying to create more antibodies in a system that already has all the antibodies it needs, okay? So what you're, what you're referring to here, Joel, for the listeners is called natural herd immunity. Yes. This is how it's supposed to work. You know, think about it, to get rid of all the buildings and all the genetically mod modified foods and all the toxins and chemicals we're exposed to today on a natural healthy earth, the ecosystem, we would build up a natural resistance. That's what we're doing right now. All animals do it. What animals in nature take vaccines? None. They don't do it. And we sh I don't believe we should be doing it either. The reason why we have all these problems with our health is because too many people in a small area in cities, you look, 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 let's look at the turn of the century. You know, we, we were living in squalor. We were living in feces and urine. There was dead horses and dead cows and goats and chickens in the water. It was the women's labor movement around the turn of the century here in the United States. That's a history I do know about that cleaned up the workplace, got kids out of the workplace, got the eight hour workday. We brought in sanitation workers. Yes. We brought in the plumber, the sanitation worker and the plumber did more for our health than yes. any doctor or uh, pharmacist ever is going to. And I'll give you an example. The measles is an example. 14 people out of a hundred thousand at the turn of the century were dying of the measles. By 1950s, it was like 0.5, not even one was dying out of a hundred thousand of the measles. The measles vaccine did not hit the scene until 1963. So was it the measles vaccine that was made in a lab with a one to 200 year old, um, you know, medical, uh, Western medical history? Or was it that we got back to nature, our billions of years of evolution, we cleaned up the man-made garbage and changed our environment so that our immune system could be built back up? Well, I think we know the answer. It's, it's, it's clear cut. It's the environment that creates it. So like you were saying, Joel, if you're overweight, that's a poor environment. You have to change your environment. You have a lot of garbage you've been eating and it's accumulated. You've been lots of toxins. Um, even Dr. Um, 
uh, Scott Jensen, uh, the, the senator, he said that we should really be talking about how to help people lose 10 pounds. Absolutely. That's what we should be talking about. How all the message should be, we need to lose weight in America. We need to get healthy America. We need to get, we need to lose weight world. We need everybody in your, everybody. Let's just get healthier. Let's boost our immune system. What can we do to do that? Not fear, 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 and then try to corner us in to give us vaccinations. When you said like, there could be a hundred million people, if not more that have already developed herd immunity to it. It's natural. It's just a natural thing. Yeah, and that's interesting to me in that there's no message in terms of pandemic management by Fauci and, and public health. They should be talking about obesity. They should be pushing people to lose weight. As that's, that's an approach to help people survive the pandemic. It, it's a better approach than trying to sell them on $5,000 remdesivir and, and vaccines and lockdowns and school closings. That's why when I look at, at, I call it pandemic mismanagement, it's all a scandal, really. You know, I call, I call it a blunder, but it's really a scandal that, that we, we have approached this pandemic in all the wrong ways. And that's, that's the message that the public needs to hear. And they're not getting it from, from the mainstream media. They're getting all the wrong. It's disinformation. It's propaganda. I'm amazed that they're talking about, still talking about, you know, mandating vaccines, mandating mask wearing. You know, this is crazy stuff. Uh, uh, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm appalled by, by what I keep seeing in the media. And Fauci never, never stops his propaganda. Okay. I mean, it's just amazing. And by the way, uh, there's something in my book, and I wrote an article recently about this, and, and nobody, hardly anybody knows about this. A law was passed by the federal government in 2016. Congress, with strong bipartisan support, the law was signed by President Obama in 2016. Okay. What did that law require? of the government agencies like FDA and Fauci at NIH. There's a term used in the statute. It's called real world evidence. Interesting term, real world evidence. They put that in the law, okay, because they wanted the government to use data, not necessarily from these fancy randomized clinical trials, but use the clinical data coming out but like Dr. You know Zelenko and all these other great doctors around George Farid in California. Yeah, boots on the ground reality. And that's it's interesting. The law requires the, the government to use real world evidence, but they have totally ignored that legal requirement. So of all the crazy things you can blame Fauci for, add one more that he has broken a federal law. He has refused. If he would have used real world evidence, he never would have gone against hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. OK, he just made no sense. Yeah. Or eating spinach. So <laughs> right now we're going to take a quick break and when we get back. Um, I want to talk more about um, some of the places where people can get some of this stuff. I also want to spend a little bit of time on your what you did with toxic waste cleanup. We'll be right back. You want the absolute best for yourself, and you want it to be easy. That's why we created Green 85. It helps with detoxifying the body gently. We're proud it's chemical-free, unlike almost all other supplements you'll find. Bottom line, 
Green 85 will get you healthier. We look forward to hearing what Green 85 did for you. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. Tim James here. Welcome back, Health Heroes. I'm, I got Joel Hirschhorn in the house. This guy's awesome. Um, I love having insiders. This is really cool. I get one. I had Erin um, uh, Olchesky. She was the epicenter nurse at Elmhurst Hospital. I had her on a long time ago. And I love getting it from the real world insider approach of like, you know what's going on and you're connected with all the right people and you can tell the difference between what's right and wrong and what's, um, you know, basically what's right and wrong. That's what it boils down to. So um, on the break here, before we got back on the commercial, Joel, you just said you you lost some weight. What'd you do in the last couple of years? I lost over 60 pounds, Tim. And I, I, I needed to get healthier. Mm-hmm. I do have a heart condition. And I knew that, uh, you know, I got into really healthy eating. Uh, talk about, you know, every day I, I give a lot of thought to what I'm eating. I take a lot of vitamins and supplements. But my diet now is totally healthy. To lose over, lose over 60 pounds, I mean, it's amazing. But you, you need to do that. When you get to my age and you have, I have a serious heart condition, probably because for decades, I did not eat healthy, okay? Mm-hmm. So I got a heart condition. Uh, so that, I see that as, if I can do it, I, you know, I know people can lose weight and keep it off. I've kept my weight off. I don't have weigh myself every day though. You gotta get into good habits. Um, but you got to eat healthy. Like you say, I eat, I eat something green. I, I eat green vegetables every day, all the time. Okay. I, I eat healthy all the time. Mushrooms. I think uh, there are all kinds of rice mushrooms and, and supplement mushroom supplements that are very good for your immune system. And uh, I believe in all of that. Okay. I've done a lot of research myself on how do you boost your immune system? And there's a lot of good things you can do, a lot of good things to eat like mushrooms and a lot of good supplements you can take if you, if you want to. So it's just another, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm saddened by the fact that Fauci and all these quote experts on the pandemic don't talk about obesity and talk about the need for Americans to lose weight, because that's one reason why the data on, on this uh, COVID-19 pandemic is very bad for the United States and not so bad at all for a lot of other countries, because in a lot of these other countries in Asia and Africa, they don't have an obesity problem the way we do. So that's just another dimension uh, to this pandemic that needs more attention. Hmm. Well, first off, I want to thank you for being a shining example. So around for those of you like, because I talk to some people or they're like, yeah, I'm too old. I, I'm set in my ways. I can't change. What's the point? Like you were 79 years old and then you decided to lose 60 pounds and you did it. Yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. So it's, it's never too late. It doesn't matter what age you are. It's about quality of life. It's not how long you live. It's what's your quality of life, you know? And That's every day, important. and every day, Tim, I go out and I exercise. Exercise every day. I hardly ever miss a day. So it's not just losing weight. It's it's how you live your life. It's what you eat. Mm. But it's also, if I can get some exposure to the sun, I'm out walking. I walk every day, hardly ever miss a day. Walking is a powerful, powerful exercise. It moves that lymphatic system. Yep. Um, yep. You know, another really good one, just a little uh, plug here is for uh, rebounding. 
Very, very, very powerful stuff. Doing rebounding before you sleep. It helps you sleep. Wake up in the morning, get the blood flowing, um, moves the lymphatic system. Rebounding is one of the most powerful exercises in the world. And it's really good for people that, you know, um, some people that are really sports athletics, they think, ah, oh, it's kind of wussy stuff. Kids bounce on that. No, it's awesome. People are just wanting to make that have okay health. It's really good to get on. People that are elderly, you can get them with the bars on them so you can hold on to it and bounce. Hmm. Phenomenal exercise you can do right in your home to boost your immune system. Unbelievable. So, well, that's cool. Um, so I talked about where people like, if, if you, if, you know, if you, if you didn't want to do the course, I, I recommend the home, the home stuff, quercetin and zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin A. But if you wanted to get uh, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine to pair with your zinc, um, you gave me these two resources. So people, you guys can go to American frontline doctors.com, American frontline doctors.com, or you can go to the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. That's the Association yep. of American Physicians and Surgeons. That's aapsonline.org. And you can have a physician prescribe you um, these old school, safe, safer drugs that you can pair with zinc to protect yourself, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so I just want to make sure we got that out. Um Okay. So was there, is there anything else? I mean, we could, the reality is we could talk about this for hours, right? <laughs> the reality is, is that, cause I want to get into this toxic waste stuff is kind of a bonus section for people because you know, our company's you know, chemical free body and there's some other problems out there. So, um, so with COVID um, again, it's, it's like really simple. They are fear mongering us. They are not, yes. they are not using the scientific method. They're using science, checkbook science and scientific consensus. So just really quick, can you tell people the differences between those three and why it's important to know? Well, people are not following the science. I mean, whenever I hear a politician, a governor or whatever, talk about following the science, you know they're lying, basically. They're, they're using the words, but they're not using the actual data, the actual scientific and medical research, okay? So because they have an agenda, they have a narrative that they're following. And that narrative is from the media, it's from the big drug companies. If you really follow the science, that takes, you know, you got to work at, at getting good information. And people ask me, why did I write, you know, my book, you know, Pandemic Blunder? It was simply to get good information into the hands and minds of the public, because they're not going to get it the way they normally get their information. That's the problem. Where do people get their information? And if you want to follow the science, then it's not easy. It takes a little more work, let's say, to get good information. And, and don't get fed the propaganda that's constantly being coming out of people like Fauci at NIH and all these other government officials. Now, a few states, I think, have done a better job because they've They've gotten rid of the mask mandate. Oh, man. Whoa. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because and, I was yeah. going to talk about that earlier. Christy Nome in South Dakota never shut down her state. She yeah. never shut it down. There was no mask mandates. What she said was, and you're going to love this, it was the medical freedom she gave people. She yes. empowered people with her. She said, hey, look, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you want to stay home and quarantine, you will. I mean, think about it. Before COVID, if you got sick, were you hanging out with people? No, you're like, screw this. I'm going to go home and I'm going to bed. 
We would right. self-quarantine. So why do we need to be told to be quarantined? The whole thing is silly. So her state never shut down. Her state is booming. She's like, we're open for business. People are moving there. I just talked to a guy up in Washington state. He sold his house. He's moving to South Dakota because yeah. he's sick and tired of the damn bullshit lockdown stuff that he's dealing with. He's I'm not going to deal with it anymore. He goes, I, I don't want my kids wearing masks. I don't want to wear a mask. We're not going to do it. We're moving to South Dakota. So there are states that have done this and there have no higher incidence of any deaths or anything like that. So the whole thing is silly. And absolutely. And uh, two of our friends are moving to Florida. Okay. Mm-hmm. And people, that's what I find interesting in terms of following the science, people are following their own instincts and knowledge about what to do and what they want to do. And the data shows this, they want to move to states like Texas and South Dakota and Florida mm-hmm. where there aren't these stupid things that the government is telling them they have to do. And, and that is medical freedom. And, and people are, are taking it seriously. I'm glad to see the demographic changes that are going on. Uh, I live in a state that's awful. I, you know, I live in Maryland. And it's it's pretty onerous. I still can't go to a store into a store unless I'm wearing a mask. It has, you know, I know because I've read all the scientific uh, uh, articles and papers that all this and some of it is in my book. uh, Early on in the pandemic, there was a major study done in Denmark, scientific study involving a lot of people. And that study showed that masking did not work against COVID-19 virus, okay? The people who did that study in Denmark had a, a, at the beginning could not get it published because again, there's a kind of corruption in the medical establishment in terms of medical journals. So people who've, who've gotten good scientific data and want people to follow the science can't get their work published, okay? in the big medical journals. Mm-hmm. So they've had to find alternative places to publish their scientific data. I find that fascinating. I mean, I was trained as, as a scientist and, you know, <laughs> and I've published you know, hundreds of articles and papers in my professional lifetime. So, but I've been told this endlessly. Zelenko, this great doctor that, that uh, I love, he couldn't get his data published for months and months. It took, and still, it, when it got published, it wasn't in one of the big journals. So follow the science. Yes, that means you have to work a little harder at getting to the good information. And that's, I think the challenge is don't rely on information coming from mainstream media, coming from politicians, okay? And coming from the government even. Yeah, and I think people really need to realize is that we are the government. We supposedly have elected these officials. Now, this would be a whole different debate. We could start talking about the weighted race feature inside the election software. This is being uncovered right now. Again, Dr. Shiva's right in the middle of all this. He's got a $1.2 billion lawsuit against the Secretary of State for infringing on his freedom of speech. And he's got another large lawsuit against them for to get the election thrown out because he discovered that we are basically slaves, Joel. Do you remember back when uh, a black person was considered three-fifths of a person? Yeah. Okay. Well, if you talk to people about that today, they get very angry. They get upset. That's that's because whether you're black or you're white or you're blue or you're green or yellow or gray, it doesn't matter. You are a person. You are a whole person. Everybody gets that today pretty much. I mean, there's still some racism out. There's some racist people, but they'll be dead soon. We'll move on, right? So, but for the most part, 
it should be one person, one vote. That's it. The input and the output from an engineering yep. standpoint. Really simple. So you would think that when your vote goes into an election software machine, it would be counted as a whole number. What Dr. Shiva discovered, it's counted as a fraction. They fractionalize your vote. And this weighted race feature means like, let's say you and I are running for a senator against each other in Maryland. You get a thousand votes and I get a thousand votes. Boom, input, we each got a thousand. But with the weighted race feature remotely, they can assign a value of 0.5 to your votes. So you get 500 on the output and they give me 1.5. So I get 1500 votes. I win the election. Forget about the mail-in ballots. Forget oh, about the, all the fake stuff. The real crime scene is this weighted race feature that has fractionalized us. And what, what Dr. Shiva found out was that his votes were giving a value of 0.666. I'm not kidding here. <laughs> and, his, and his, I'm serious. And his, and his opponent was given a value of 1.2. So he lost the election because they manipulated the vote. So what that meant was, is all the people that voted for Dr. Shiva slaves because yeah. your vote didn't count as a whole number. You didn't count as one person. You were giving, you were counted as 0.666 of a person, right? About two thirds of a person. So we are right back to slavery. How now the question is, is how long has this been going on? And what Dr. Shiva's pointing out is we have selections now. We don't have elections. So I really want to point that out because we, the people, are the government. But the problem is, is that we've slowly let them creep in because we've allowed the Democrats and the Republicans and, 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 and you know, mainstream media working in coordination with Hollywood and, and elites to basically, um, you know, take over everything. And there's not a whole lot of them. Right. They took over yeah. our they took over the women's labor movement that drove yeah. all the success from the 40s to the 70s. And that's in 1971. This is when the Republicans branded the, the working class movement of us, the American people, as communists, communism. And then the Democrats came in in a coordinated effort, working together with the Republicans and said, we're for the working people. And they created the labor unions that then stifled the American class working movement. And from that time, over 50 or excuse me, 47 trillion dollars of income has been absconded from us, the working class person. And, and went upstream to the 5% elite. So we're talking about if you're making $50,000 a year right now, you should be making 120. The 70,000 that you've earned goes upstream. So, and people forget like from the early 1900s till about 1940, there was over a hundred million people striking. hundred, a million, up to 200 million people striking. And after the labor unions came in, hardly anybody's striking anymore. Right. That's the problem. What we need to do is we need to reignite. And that's what we're doing with Dr. Shiva, with the Truth, Freedom, and Health Movement. It's at vashiva.com forward slash join. You can join the movement. I, I want everybody to do it because if we don't have one person, one vote, then these elected officials aren't elected by us, the people. They're elected by the people at the top, and they're going to do and put people in place. They're going to literally strip our medical freedoms, and they're gonna. it's going to be bad. We're, we're going into – we're slaves. That's where we're at right now. We're slaves. So we have to, I don't want to be a slave. I don't think you want to be one. And the people listening probably don't want to be one. So we really need to share this message. And this is a very critical time right now. We need to step up. We need to unite as people and get away from this right versus left, Democrat versus Republican, black versus white. Any of these narratives, anti-mask versus pro-mask, all these narratives, anti-vax, pro-vax, all this stuff is designed and being used to divide and conquer us. So if somebody is really 
adamantly for mask, if somebody's really adamantly against it, that's not what we need to talk about. We need to talk about on that topic, what's the real science and what's what's reality here, right? And not yeah. black versus white and right versus left. If if you're if you're voting Republican, you're you've lost it. And I did it. I, I voted for Trump, but guess what? <laughs> he, he he didn't lock her up. He was pushing vaccines at the end and he conceded. So give me my money back. Maybe he'll come back <laughs> later and do something. But in the meantime, we need to ignite the working class movement. If you voted for Biden, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's he's part of the problem, too. Both Trump and Pro Biden, they're working together. And that's what we have to understand, that this is like WWF wrestling. It's That's it. It's a show. And if you want to participate in that yep. and be divided and get mad at your mom and mad, mad at your dad and your kids and get separated because one voted for this person, they have us where they want us. And we have to just drop all that crap. And it's hard, too, because you're emotionally attached to your parties and stuff like that. But the reality is, is go back in history and look. The Democrats and Republicans have been working together hand in hand for decades against us. And it, they're smart. They have very smart people putting this stuff together. We have to get smart. We have to get educated or we're going to remain slaves. What's your Absolutely. last What's your last thoughts, brother, before we wrap up? Well, I wrote a book once and the title was Delusional Democracy. And, and I was very critical of how our democracy had been destroyed over time. And I wrote a book about it and uh, that we needed real solutions. I, I couldn't agree more with you. It's a very sad situation. Our democracy has been eroded seriously. The political mm -hmm. system has failed us, okay? And, and then you got people like Fauci. He's never been elected, and yet he has incredible power, okay? And it's unelected people who, who wield this power against us, we the people. Yeah. And uh, we never should forget that. Yeah. Uh, some of these people like Fauci have much too much power over us. Yeah, he's making a lot of money off it too. And the reality is, is that in America, you know, you should be able to make as much money as you want. The American dream, you know, money is one form of abundance, right? But if you make a lot of money, that should be based on you creating value for people. That's how right. business works. You you solve a lot of people's problems. You create a lot of value. You'll get rewarded. That's the, uni Absolutely. the universe working. It's what you put out is what you get back. Yes. But when you get paid a lot of money and and not only not provide value, but put provide poor health and suffering to people, that's where we need to pause for a moment and say enough's enough. We need to Absolutely. really, really unite together as working class individuals and realize, like Charlie Daniels said in one of his songs, there's a hell of a lot more of us than there ever will be of them. So we don't have to worry about it too much. They just control the information station. So shut off the news. Um, and, um, you know, try to get some information outside of it and really just go inward and look into yourself and say, look, do I, do I really want to, you know, follow along with what all these people are doing and how well is it, how's the well is the medical system really treating us? You know, we spend 3.3 trillion on healthcare in this country, in the United States, we're the, we're ranked 38th to 42nd in health at any given time. And we're the sickest people that we've ever walked the face of the earth over 80% of us are overweight or obese or morbidly obese. So we've definitely got some problems here. Yes. And our medical system is complete failure in the United States, complete failure. So why would we want to keep doing more of that? Right. Absolutely. And worse now in this pandemic than ever before. Yeah. That's the sad story here too. Well, you know, Joel, we didn't get to the toxic waste and the cleanup sites. So guess what? <laughs> I'm going to ask you if you'd like to come back on another time so sure. we can cover that. Cause that's, I want the insider's point on that because 
we really want to drive down and what people don't realize how bad the toxic chemicals are today. They're microscopic. You can't see them, but they've, they've invaded. They get into our bodies, our cells. So let's open the door on that. Another topic we'll have you back on. I really appreciate you coming on to the show today and sharing with our listeners from an insider's point of view, 40 years of being involved in politics and research at a professor level and all the research that you've done on your own outside of even your work. I mean, this is what right. you do, right? Yes. And um, I'm also really proud of you for losing that 60 pounds, brother, over the last <laughs> year, starting at age 79, man, that's really cool. So that gives a lot of people out there. Hopefully if, if you got mom and dad or grandma and grandpa that's up there in age, let them listen to this one and, and get motivated by Joel because it's never too late to get healthy and be a shining example to your, to your friends, your family, and your community at large. So, um, Joel, is there any parting words that you'd like to give the listeners? Um, well, we I would say buy my book, Pandemic Blunder. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a book that's designed for ordinary people. It's an easy read. It's filled with information you can trust. So, you know, I'm, 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 I am trying to promote my book because it's good for people. It, it's a medicine, yeah. essentially. It's informational medicine for people, uh, really necessary in this pandemic to get good information. Yeah. So this could be a really good tool for people to, you know, digest themselves, get educated, get empowered. Cause again, it's, you have to get educated today or you're going to remain a slave. This book would be a first good step. And it's also something you can hand out to other people and let them read and get educated too. So it's a really powerful um, book. So anyway, yeah, get his book. Uh, it's pandemic blunder. Fauci and public health blocked early home COVID treatment. And um, Joel says you can find it on Amazon, but I hate Amazon. So you can go to Amazon and you can find it there, but go buy it somewhere else, please. Please just go buy it somewhere else. But if you have to buy it from Amazon, whatever, get the book, but please buy it somewhere else if you can. Uh, get the book and share it with your friends and family. Joel, thank you so much for coming thank on you. the show today, dude. I really appreciate um, um what you've done for the last 40 years and then, you know, not being afraid to just come out and tell people that what, what you saw, yes. that's, that's uh that's a courageous act nowadays. It really is. It is. And yeah. um, I really appreciate that. And I think our listeners really appreciate that. And speaking of listeners, we really appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, I am so excited to bring people like Joel to you guys. And so that you guys can get educated so you can get, get your freedoms back and you can feel good and you can boost your immune system. And you can have that ideal health. And, um, and then we also appreciate you guys liking, sharing, and subscribing. And, and, um, and, and it's just in your comments. This is why I do what I do. So thank you so much for our worldwide audience. And until next time, change yourself, change your world, and I will see you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to The Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs>